Tech Fighter Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 520 for the 20th of November, 2016. This week, Alien Skin's eye candy allows photographers to add unique effects to photos, but it really shines in the hands of designers. After using Firefox as my primary browser for more years than I can remember, I started thinking about swapping it out for something else. In short circuits, running out-of-date apps on a mobile device is just as dangerous as doing that on a desktop or a notebook computer, maybe even more dangerous. Shutterstock's online editor provides access to more than one million images and to templates that can be used to create presentations. In spare parts, only on the website, the European Space Agency and Germany's SAP combine to provide access to geospatial information for a fee. Komodo offers a free service designed to help corporate IT departments find malware before it bites them. And those who work in the software industry say they expect to automate themselves out of a job in the next decade unless they learn new skills. If you're a photographer or a designer, professional or amateur, eye candy is one tool you probably want to have in your toolbox. Photoshop is capable of doing most of the things that Alien Skin's eye candy can do, now in version 7, but some of the capabilities it adds are things that cannot be done with Photoshop alone. The question, though, is why use Photoshop alone and spend half an hour creating an effect that eye candy can create in a few seconds? After all, time is money. Lots of visuals this week, so be sure to check out the TechBiter Worldwide website, where at the top of the page you will see a gigantic panic button. I started with a red rectangle and a yellow word. As with other Alien Skin products, eye candy has lots of default effects. Think of those as factory defaults. You can add your own touches to all of them to create exactly the look you want. Even a relatively simple bevel has three top-level presets and nearly 30 second-level presets. After picking the appropriate starting point, you'll look to the panel on the right to modify basic settings, bevel height and width, for example, lighting, brightness, size, color, and direction, and the bevel's profile. Chrome effects are one thing that can be created directly in Photoshop but I've never been able to get the kind of result I like, and even to get the mediocre results that I get, the process is long, involved, and tedious. Using eye candy, I created a really nice chrome effect in less than a minute. But maybe you want something more than just a plain old chrome effect. Eye candy effects can be stacked, and all you need to do is make both of the effects visible, and then export the image in the format you need. The effect I added to the chrome effect is called Corona. Or maybe you'd like a glass effect. For that, I started with a yellow starburst. Now, eye candy remembers the last effect you used. 
So when I opened eye candy with my little yellow starburst, I was greeted with a glorious corona effect on that image. I'm going to have to remember that one. But I really wanted to explore the glass effect. When you visit the TechBiter Worldwide website and take a look at that right panel, you'll see that the controls have changed so that they're appropriate to the effect being created. There are still bevel settings because they're needed for the glass effect, but now there are settings for glass color, opacity, tinting, refraction, inner shadow opacity, and more. Some of the effects are more appropriate for text and objects, but many can also be used with photographs. Fortunately, Alien Skin has a lot of online tutorials that explain how to use eye candy. If you download the trial version, be sure to watch at least the first few tutorials so you'll understand how things work. Effects are divided into two primary categories, shape and texture. The shape effects primarily modify, well, the shape of the object that you're working on. How's that for stating the obvious? The texture effects modify the surface. I started with the word cat. Just the plain old word cat. Big old black word cat. And I added some fur to it. Now I have a furry cat. Check that out on the TechBiter Worldwide website. The bottom line for Alien Skin's eye candy, five cats, it offers a huge range of useful, fun, and sometimes whimsical effects. Both photographers and designers will find something to like with the latest version of eye candy. In version 7, the Photoshop plugin has evolved to be more usable and more powerful while retaining an interface that makes it easy to use. You'll find additional details on the Alien Skin website. There is, of course, a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website. Firefox has fallen to around 8% market penetration and continues to sink. Chrome now has by far the largest share of the market, 50% overall, 54% if you look at just desktop and notebook systems. For Windows 10 users, though, Edge is making inroads now that more plugins are available. It's beginning to look like the future battles will be largely between Edge and Chrome and maybe Safari if you want to include Mac OS systems. In recent months, I've noticed that Firefox needs to be restarted several times a day. I've been looking at Maxthon, that's the browser from China, and at Edge, it's the replacement for Internet Explorer, in addition to Chrome and Opera. On any given day, and depending on what I'm doing, I'll have one or two browsers running, generally with each of them having multiple tabs open, sometimes 10 or 15. Generally, it's been Firefox as the primary browser, Chrome for everything else. Maxthon is a decent browser, but I couldn't get LastPass to work with it. Maxthon offers its own LastPass-like function, but I don't want to use it. It also offers additional features that I like, but those features require being signed in to a Maxthon account, and apparently it is necessary to sign out of the Maxthon account if you want to make LastPass work. 
Edge works properly with LastPass, but the Facebook Purity add-on isn't yet certified for use with Edge. As a result, users need to engage developer extensions, jump through a few hoops to install the add-on, and then confirm loading the add-on every time you start the browser. As a security measure, Edge disables any unapproved extensions when it closes. That's not really a big deal, but it isn't exactly a perfect solution. Neither of them is. Edge looked like a winner, and for about a week it was my default browser. Chrome was second, followed by Opera, Maxthon, and Firefox. I thought I might decide to switch the order of Opera and Maxthon, but what's unusual is the position of Firefox down there at the bottom. Even when I've specified a browser other than Firefox as the default in the past, I've generally kept it in second, or at worst, third place. When Edge crashes, it doesn't take down the entire browser, but the page reload process is a little cumbersome, and I saw regular crashes on Facebook, and by regular, I mean at least once an hour. So I've reversed Chrome and Edge. Edge still looks like it could be a winner, probably will be, but Microsoft has some work to do. When Chrome crashes, just a single page crashes. In addition, it seems to be faster than Edge, and it has a lot more extensions and add-ons available. So, for now, Chrome is the winner for me, but I'm keeping an eye on Edge, and maybe it's time to admit that Microsoft has created a decent browser. Maybe it's time to say that unless the Mozilla organization gets its act together, it will no longer be even a minor player. In short circuits, more than half of Android users are running outdated versions of the Chrome browser. That's according to research by Duo Security. The company provides monitoring services for portable devices for Microsoft and Android that are used in corporate environments. Old applications are often capable of being used by thieves to gain access to the portable devices. And once they've done that, to the corporate network. Duo's research examined about 1 million Android devices and found that nearly 60% were running outdated versions of the browser. About a third had no security code, and more than 20,000 had been tampered with. The dominant mobile browser is Chrome, with 36% of the market. Internet Explorer is second with 29%, followed by Firefox at 12%, Safari Mobile at 8%, Safari at 7%, Chrome Mobile at 3%, Microsoft Edge at 3%, Apple Mail at 1%, and Chrome Mobile iOS 1%. More than 60% of Internet Explorer installations were found to be running old and vulnerable versions of Flash. And it's clear that users are lax in updating Flash across the board. 32% of Safari and Firefox installations had outdated versions. Only 11% of Chrome users had out-of-date versions of Flash. Flash is updated automatically in Chrome. Security flaws in old versions of Flash can result in data leaks and remote code execution. Those could allow an attacker to gain control of an affected system and then work their way onto your corporate network.
commercial stock photo and music provider, Shutterstock has expanded the functionality of its design application, Shutterstock Editor, to include templates and the ability to upload personalized visual content to the template. The application is aimed at small business owners, so it probably will have a limited effect on Adobe and any other applications that are intended for professional developers. Shutterstock launched the editor in open beta about a year ago. It's a web-based application that provides access to millions of photos and illustrations that can be used for presentations, social media posts, and advertisements. After selecting one of Shutterstock's templates, users can search through the company's collection of 100 million images. After selecting a photo or illustration, the user can then edit the selected image, personalize the document by uploading their own logo or other business images, and then save the document for additional editing later or for publishing. Designs can also be published directly to social media sites. Shutterstock provides licensed photographs, vector images, illustrations, videos, and music to businesses, marketing agencies, and media organizations. Currently, the company has nearly 150,000 contributors and adds thousands of images every week. Shutterstock is headquartered in New York. It has offices in Amsterdam, Berlin, Chicago, Denver, London, Los Angeles, Montreal, Paris, and San Francisco. For more information, check out the Shutterstock website. And be sure to check out the TechBiter Worldwide website for spare parts, because that's the only place you'll find it. This week, the European Space Agency and Germany's SAP combined to provide access to geospatial information for a fee. Komodo offers a free service designed to help corporate IT departments find malware before it bites them. And those who work in the software industry say they expect to automate themselves out of a job within the next decade unless they learn new skills. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.